the more intensely you feel a high, the more intensely you'll feel a low. And these things are like very, very um relative. Relative to, to one another. They have yeah. yeah, they have this relationship where you can like pick the moderate path and you will experience less volatility, or you go for more and more ridiculous outcomes. You you have that on the upside and the downside. So we've talked a lot about that, but that I think uh uh, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. We've got the Christmas holiday special here. Um, and if you guys were listening to us last week, you know we're recording both of these on the same day. So we do have new beanies just to keep it fresh. But we got the thumbnail. The, we don't want to look the same exactly. on the thumbnail. Exactly. We've got to keep things fresh here. But anyway, we got the wrap up of the year. We did this last year. People enjoyed it. So we're going to be talking about our favorite stuff from the year. NIA episodes, the biggest wins, losses company of the year person of the year music movies everything like that boys let's get straight into it let's start with an nia specific one what was your favorite episode we recorded this year um over to you guys i can go first if you if you need time hit, to hit think, it, but hit it go for it. Go. all right my two favorites i'm gonna do a category each so my favorite one was ideas that change our lives episode 103 we talked about that in the last Pod. I think that was an experimental idea. I think Trung maybe suggested it. And we did a couple of these kind of like single topic kind of um, sort of format. So it felt like the good stuff we get out of an AMA, which is a discussion. And that, that's normally the best sort of podcast we do, I think, is like this uh, bouncing off each other, exploring ideas, learning new things together, sharing that out. And obviously you get a bit more bants in that way as well. Um, but then also, I kind of like that single topic. It kind of gave us a, something to focus on. And so that was probably the one I liked the most. And then I'll just give a bonus one for guests because we do have some guests. And pro- I mean, it's hard to pick one. We had a lot of good guests, but probably the George Mack one. Eric Jorgensen was, was close as well because he was great. He like really got the vibe because he listens to the pod. So does George. But George, I think, was a really interesting one because we wanted to have him on the show uh, for a while and he's just a fun guy so those would be my two favorite I cheated there but yeah dude, any- that was good that was solid uh, yeah. what I want to say though is like 2023 for the listeners a little inside baseball is that we went a lot less on guests and it goes back to something we talked about last week it's just like you know what this this space is like it's all like we have advertisers which require like big name guests to like get their brands out there it's like we, we're doing this for ourselves which means we actually talked uh, in, in our chats and behind the scenes, it's just like, you know, it's just more enjoyable sometimes not to have guests, right? It's just like, so that's what the listeners can come for. And, uh, and, and again, we love the guests. I mean, shout out to Soren Iverson, a great designer was also, I actually oh, yeah, think that was really fun too. George, Jorgo and Soren were, I don't think we had very many guests this year at all. I mean, we all know the number one guest of 2022. <laughs> That's true. One Michael Siller. Was that 2022? I can't remember what year that crazy, was. Crazy, right? Um, I'll say the best episode for me, which is just a bit on the running joke. Last week we said, uh, we answered a question of uh, what three words do you think of when you say NIA for us? And one of them was C4, the pre-workout I've been taking. And I think the most pre-workout-y I went for any episode was on that OpenAI explainer, which was like a month oh, ago. Oh yeah, you were on fire. I, I think was Jack amazing. was actually away that one. And I was... I must have had so much. I had an, I had an insane amount of caffeine, and I'll tell you why. Actually, it's because I didn't sleep very much the weekend before, because I was busy trying to get dopamine hits from 
OpenAI memes. <laughs> so I was so mentally like it's just disgusting. It just but ready to spit hot fire. So this is what yeah. we said was your Super Bowl, yeah? Yeah. That that week. <laughs> yeah. You and the that boys in the group Bowl. chat were just yeah, that going crazy. Bowl. That was a good one as hey. well. Yeah. Jack, what about you, mate? I think I don't know my exact favorite one, but all the X acquisition stuff that whole mm. little era i think oh, was yeah. my favorite pontificating well, about that stuff that was fun i think we should call it out uh jack called it man he's like when uh twitter changed its name to x and i was like oh that's a lot of mind share they're throwing out the window and, and jack's just like no 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 trying looking at it wrong now they can shove new things into this this little entity this shell and sure enough he called the, the xai move and there you go X for the people that don't know, as shareholders in X, formerly Twitter, now own 25% of XAI, which is uh, the Grok chat bot large language model. With the newest training data available to humankind. The most up-to-date. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, actually, by the way, I forgot we had Luke Burgess on. That was this year. I thought oh, that yeah, was we had, way oh, that, before. I thought that was 2022. Oh, Luke was No, great, I man. just checked. Yeah, that was earlier this year. Mimetic design guy. Yeah, so that was a, a bonus shout out to him as man, well. Man, boys, if you're... One sec, let me just do a quick screen share. Sorry to do interrupt. It. I just did this by just uh, sort of this popular. popular. <laughs> it's just funny, man. We've cataloged a lot of interesting stuff like Elon's 9.2%. So oh, yeah, with our boy move. Nick Majuli. Ligma Johnson, all of this. <laughs> also, I have to say, those damn, uh, those thumbnails, man. They the were Jack good, thumbnails. man. I need to, I you do need to bring it back. You might have to bring it back. No pressure. What about no Brett, because oh. it does take you time, but like, they're so good, man. Oh my God. Beautiful. It ticked, Crazy. wait, wait, look at the, look at the Tron oh, yeah, one. Shout that out one to Mary out. Charles, 2022. Oh yeah, yeah, she was great too. Man, it's been a good run. We've we've been doing some fun stuff. All right, let's move on to the next question. Biggest win of the year. This is normally a personal thing, so whether that's personal, professional, but for each of us, um, I think you guys have had some big ones, so I'll let you guys go first. I'll, I'll actually say one. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be a cliche guy, but listen, family, family's healthy. Uh, uh, that's, that's a huge win, bro. That's a huge win. Uh, the other one, which is much more NIA related, you guys will enjoy is, I didn't look at my portfolio for all of 2022, and I didn't look again until last week. So I literally did not look at my portfolios for two years. That's over Now you're refreshing days. that every day. Now we I'm refreshing. <laughs> but the reason I bring that up, uh, biggest win, obviously, family family healthy. That's a, that's a cliche one, but an easy one. I'm sure we're all, we all feel the same. The other one was, very NIA related is not looking at my portfolio from the January 2022 sell-off. So two years ago when we were just the post COVID high was just and Jay Powell. Jay Powell's like, it's over boys. Just the, the interest rate hikes. I'm sorry. I can't look. I just cannot look. And my goodness, am I happy I didn't look because I probably would have sold out of fear. And uh, I'm still down from the the peakiest peaks for some of the assets i bought in 2021 but uh just if i had panic sold it would have been brutal so the reason i bring that up is just like charlie munger rest in peace just the, keep the buying wealth bro is it not in buying it. and selling it's in the waiting so it was just nice so for me the win was not looking at the devastation and just waiting through the two years and it was like it was like eh, it's nice man it's nice to know that's a big win that's a good yeah, just, lesson just don't look. learned and uh, actually in practice 
Jack, what about you, mate? Anything coming to mind? Biggest way you had some crazy stuff this year. You oh had, my goodness! Did you do the auction this year? Was that you had all the art stuff, the the Miami stuff? I mean, lots of big wins there. Yeah, hard to say one one specific one. I think the um just in general being able to follow my instinct a little bit more in the in the art world is a is a lot of fun it comes with its downsides for sure it's like it's very different than the old um configuration of vv where it's like input 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 this is like the system that works and you you know like trying to stay in that routine to just be a little bit more um i don't know being a little bit well, not even a little bit more, almost completely changing that to have no system whatsoever. Just like wake up, see what you're interested in, make some stuff or don't. Uh, it's a very, very different animal. Um, I don't even know if I'll call that a win or a loss. That's what I would say about this year is like, it's just co like so contrasting to how I was uh operating in 2020 and 2021 which i think was a uh, it's like how we met the world was so different then like the path that i imagined i was going to be charting from that point forward again changed at the beginning of 2022 when it's like oh this is not the environment that will persist forever right like the, like stuff is changing so quickly culture is changing like the way people use the internet is changing so i had this like odd departure from that but i think um looking back at the work from the year i'm extremely proud of it but it's also so much more chaotic of a process to produce so it's kind of a win and a loss combined where you're like you know departing the uh routine but that that does throw a lot of wrenches into a lot of the rest of your life but the work is cool so it's a hard uh it's a hard answer i'm gonna do i'm gonna combine the win and loss in that one boys if that's uh an appropriate no that's that's perfect yin and yang yeah <laughs> that's actually one of the uh one of the um uh sets that we shipped for one of the projects was based on this um little talk by alan watts you guys know alan watts uh yeah legend got, yeah incredible talks about this idea of you can't have more yin than yang it's like the the existence of a positive thing is like is uh you know brought to light by the fact that there is contrast in a negative thing so it's like as you and i think he i visualized this thing a couple of years ago where it's like the more highs like the more intensely you feel a high, the more intensely you'll feel a low. And these things are like very, very um relative. Relative to, to one another. They have, yeah. yeah, they have this relationship where, you know, you can like pick the moderate path and you will experience less volatility, or you go for more and more ridiculous outcomes. You you have that on the upside and the downside. So we've talked a lot about that, but that I think uh, has been, you know, made more obvious to me, I guess, through the last year or so where you have these like massive, you know, even 
I suppose externally, a lot of the time externally recognized as like a next step in some way, but you have things that occur on the other side of that too. So not to be too uh, cryptic about it, but it's just been a mad year. Yeah, can imagine, man. Love but, but that. Sounds like mostly W's there, man. You've had a yeah, lot yeah, of big no, wins, no, no, but no, I get what you're saying. This is not me complaining. This is not me complaining. It's like uh, just, that's a good uh, reminder, though. The, grateful the, for all of it, and also like very, uh, you know, there's a lot of like moments that bring you back down to earth among the the highs and the oh yeah, yeah. that's good times. Definitely, that's a great one, man. I love that. You know what? If we ever do a ideas that change our lives part two i'd love to go deeper into that uh that what's thing you just said there because oh, i gotta sick. send you boys a link to it too incredible he's so yeah. good man this uh, he's like the og like actual real profound philosophical got a great voice like on youtube you can just type his name and be there for 17 hours yeah, in one insane. session sort of vibe incredible. really beautiful stuff um, didn't sam right. harris take a lot of his audio and put it into the uh the waking up app probably oh yeah that I haven't used the waking up one as much, but um, I, I haven't seen that. But that would be nice to to have in there because he he passed away, right? He's he's not around. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago, a couple of decades ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend, though. All right, I'll do uh, anything else on that, Jap, before we move on. No, thanks for listening to the cool. ramble. No, that was great. I, well, I was going to say the um the thing you said about the you can't appreciate the good without the bad, but a much simpler, very English thing for me to talk about the weather. I'm in California right now and it's, I mean, funnily enough, it's actually not the best this week, but when it's sunny all the time, people don't appreciate it, man. When That's you're near facts. the beach all the time, they don't even go right. half the time. And when you're from little gray England, uh, I don't know, trunk where Vancouver's, I don't know. I mean, obviously it gets gray really cold. AF. Gray as well, right? So you just appreciate like just being in the sun, man, how, we talked about it on the pod, like just how much of a difference it makes your mood. And uh, when you don't have that contrast, you don't necessarily f- have that same feeling because a lot of it is psychological as well. So, uh, yeah, I know it's a very obvious example, but it, it makes sense. Uh, example, I'll, do, I'll do my biggest W as well. I mean, I kind of talked about this last year and it sounds boring, but I'll just be honest. Like when I hear the biggest win for myself, at my thought on it is I hope the next 30 years I'm saying the same thing as well, which is the health stuff. We talked about it on the pod a bunch. But yeah, since I actually went back and listened to what I said for this last year and uh, saw kind of, I looked at my own progress uh, at that point and just, yeah, it's been nice to reflect on how much positive change has still been even after that point from last year because I'd already made quite a lot of progress with the health stuff. Um, and it kind of ties into the biggest L too because I have had generally a really incredible year. And again, my getting my health in order and stuff was really honestly my primary like focus, like beyond work, beyond everything else. And uh, so was able to be as active as I've ever been. I was looking at numbers today, like walking five, six miles or running at times as well every day, even through being sick. Like I, I wasn't doing it while I was sick, I'm saying, but just the average um, and just making all those things a long-term thing for myself has been really really incredible uh yeah so i don't want to bore you with all the details there but that's just been really really positive for me and hopefully that continues um and the biggest l will transition into that i'll just quickly say mine on a similar theme i've had a lot of injuries this year because going from my old 
body to now is like 45, 50 pounds difference. Muscle has been incredible. Thanks, but yeah, it's been really, really amazing. Like life changing, really like energy wise and just everything, just feeling good. But you know, you kind of forget that, oh, for 10 years you weren't, I wasn't being consistent with all the things I used to do. Like I played sports every day in my life as a kid was a massive sports person and then for 10 years i was very inconsistent so then you know you guys might have this when you hit a certain age you just go into the gym or go and play tennis or sport whatever you're playing and think you're that 16 year old or 21 year old and you go to lift the same deadlift or the bench press or go and hit a shot and you just think you can get away with it and you just can't get away with it anymore you need to do the stretching you need to do the prep you need to do all the the stuff around it and that's kind of been something i'll be focusing more this year is just like getting beyond a lot of those injuries and also like you know accepting that they're going to happen like i've had a bad knee throughout that whole time my shoulder has been messed up for the last two three months i can't do any like push movements properly um so it's, that's frustrating. And honestly, like just the mental frustration you get from that is is kind of a, the big L is like, I have to keep navigating that, getting this progress. And then I'm like, oh, I need to take a month off doing X, Y, Z. So that's been a little bit of um, an L for me, but kind of natural and understandable. So that that will be a focus for me, just really strengthening a lot of my weak areas and focusing on you know, just getting in, continuing to get in the best shape and functional health for myself. Uh, and then the last one I just mentioned on that outside of the health, because that can be a little repetitive. It's just for me, I wrote like more adventure and travel because I know you guys know, like I do travel quite a lot. And even this year, we did an amazing like six weeks in Europe and, and stuff. I know that's incredibly lucky that I can do that. Uh, but generally speaking, I normally do like way longer trips and a lot more of this kind of adventure style stuff. And I purposely kind of put that on pause for a lot this year because I wanted to be in one place to focus on just having a routine and stuff. But I think next year I want a little bit more of that. And so, yeah, fingers crossed, I'll, I'll try to get that going and feel that kind of part of my brain that I kind of have missed a little bit. And especially while I don't have kids and stuff, I just really want to make the most of that, most of that time. So, yeah, that would be uh, another focus for me. What about you boys? Biggest L. I know, Jack, you kind of mentioned one. I don't know if you have any others. Uh, but uh, well, Trung as well. I'll actually jump on Jack's idea of yin and yang. So we're joking about not looking at the portfolio and letting and tying your emotion to this number that's largely out of your control. The, the yang of that, if we want to call it the yin, is that I, I when we talked about Jack talked about last week trying to reduce his phone time. I clearly have an unhealthy relationship with my phone. It's just like it is not like I'd say at least two or three times a week. Uh, get into these deep uh, dopamine viral drips where it's like you're just you're hunting like just I'm looking for a piece of content that will just give me that fix and that's literally just the other side of it I've substituted out looking at the portfolio for like these random oh, that's numbers fair, yeah. and so I'll throw something out there so we've talked on this podcast about um you guys remember the CT win the philosopher that talked about uh how the gamification of Twitter how Twitter gamified uh, arguments and uh, rhetoric. He actually just came out with the paper last week. We should actually get him on the podcast. Uh, he he expanded the idea and it just perfectly nailed my or like our unhealthy relationship with smartphones. Part of it. Shout out to George Mack with his uh, 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 cocaine phone and kale phone. So I have still use the kale phone. It's really helped me with deep reading. There's nothing on that phone. It's an iPhone eight. Uh, it's small screen. I put it on black and white. I just have Kindle on it. And some good note taking 
uh, that's really helped. But this this paper about value capture, CT Win expands on the idea of like you you really have to be careful about outsourcing your value to these numbers, and he means um, likes on X, uh, number of newsletter subscribers. Uh, in Bilal's case, maybe like number of steps he takes a day. It's like these aren't necessarily bad things. It's good to measure things, but be wary that you're not literally outsourcing your value system to big tech, which has given you numbers, which people love to follow numbers. And uh, I think that's a, a very powerful yeah, concept. That's a good and, point. I, and I definitely, I'll give you one example, a very salient example. I send my email out, it hits inbox, uh, inboxes on 6.30 a.m. on Saturdays. My my sleeps on Friday are across the board, my worst sleeps, because I'm anticipating waking up to seeing what the open rate is or what messages I receive. Oh, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, you know that's an interesting like, point. This is, yeah. That's value capture, right? That's literally, I've developed a physiological connection to something which is absurd. Like I should just not Would you change the time for up. that reason? I, no, I haven't changed it yet. I think I should. I think I'm going to change it next year to after I wake up. Like, yeah, yeah, later I, in the day. Why would I let that happen, right? But then you're talking about value capture. The reason I sent it early is because I'm on the West Coast. I want to catch oh, people in the morning. Enough. So now like I'm literally trying to get a couple more basis points on open rates at the expense of my sleep. So I'm saying that's an L because clearly I've been value captured by this random number. So I'll say that's my biggest loss because I yeah uh, I haven't been able to deal with it. That's great. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I will say I did just because it's fresh in my brain. I did listen to ours last year. I think you'd mentioned something about it then as well, like, but more so the apps. So like the dopamine of that. And then, so I think you've probably made quite a lot of progress on with the kale versus cocaine phone approach. That's probably been a massive win for you. And, uh, but I get, I think we're always going to be struggling with some element of that. So I've, I've done the same. So I did recently get the little mini iPad. That's actually been the equivalent of my kale versus cocaine phone. It's not exactly the same thing, but I, when I go out, I basically, I do keep my phone on me, but it's completely on silent and I have it like in my pocket, so I don't feel any vibrations or anything. And uh, on this, I only have like reading apps. I don't I don't have anything that's, there's basically a screen of all this positive stuff. And then the second screen is like video stuff that I'm gonna use on the plane, which is fine, but I don't, I'm not walking in a park listening, watching Netflix. The third obviously. screen is the degen stuff. There we go, yeah, I don't <laughs> know, I can't even put, I can't even put my portfolio app on there because I know I'll be addicted to that, especially right now, all jokes aside. In the last few weeks, when things have started picking up, I did notice myself moving that coin stats app back to the front <laughs> home screen. And I've got a little net worth tracking app I use that is, you know, it's a bit addictive, which is really bad. So it's not good to, um, yeah, not that it makes, uh, that sounds really sad, but I'm just being honest. That's like something we all have an equivalent of. And it literally doesn't make any difference to our lives for a lot of people. So it's, it's not worth um, giving it too much time. Uh, all right, Jack, anything else on, on your side before? Let's I think you already gave one, but let's move it on. Keep yeah. going. So let's go. We're going to do person of the year, company of the year, meme of the year, music. Which one do we want to go first? Let's go Any, company of the year. Let's go company. All right. I think we've all got one in mind, which is an obvious one, but Trung, we'll, let's go to no, Trung no, first. No, I'm not going to go first. I'll, I'll let you guys all go All right, first. Jack, you got one? I'll be X Incorporated, boys. There we go. One... <laughs> everything app here we go yeah, jack man. what's your logic for this one mate it's where the the fountain of memes boys it is the 
the arbiter of discourse, consensus, expression. Yeah, just nothing, nothing, uh, nothing supersedes it in my mind as like a platform for connecting the world, right? And a lot of uh, obviously the last few years has been different people at the number one spot in that world, even in terms of usage. But I think in terms of like actual mindshare and the dissemination of information that ends up everywhere else, you can't really compete with it. And obviously um, all of the stories around how ownership changed hands, how the brand is changing, how the policies are changing, how it's like, actually changing the Overton window on everything else. Like even to say that open AI is, you know, would outrank it in terms of relevance. I would disagree with that because it's almost like a layer above that in the hierarchy of, uh, human so consciousness. Upstream, the ideas right? that are it's being upstream. discussed right there, they are influencing the policy of this stuff. They are, um, you know, all of the discussion about open AI as a platform, all of the recruiting, all of the pontification about AI, it's not happening on anywhere else than this, right? And then you get to take all of that and build the competitive product on top of it. And yeah, I think- Got Grok coming in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think by next year, still be, it'll be the same answer, to be honest. Well, actually, Jack, I, 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 I really like your answer because you know the other side of the trade is basically every tech journal lefty that hates Elon, right? That went to threads. Mm -hmm. Everyone's saying, go every mainstream media article, X is dead. The Bob Iger, Disney, stop advertising. Oh, another advertising boy got X is dead. But everything you mentioned, it's like, it still is the place. And guess what's happening next year, people? 2024. And it's an election year. Oh my what do you think is going to happen in 2024 on X? You think, that, you think Donald is coming back? What do you oh, think? Dude, Donald, dude. Imagine what his payout Donald would be. is coming back. His well, payout me, me is creator payout. <laughs> the creator. It's, oh my that's God, that's a, so That's funny. a viral tweet right there. Well, actually, look, <laughs> let me read this because if you actually do read mainstream media and are not super online, and you know, we are biased because we are ex-super power users. You, me, and Jack more so than Blau. But like a lot of the perception, I talk to people that don't use X at all. And they're like, oh man, is Twitter still around? Like they actually... They believe the mainstream media narrative that's dying, right? Certainly, Incredible. certainly yeah, I mean, the revenue they... is half. Certainly something people have left. But let me read to you who I believe is one of the best thinkers in the world today. Tyler Cowen, the economist from Marginal Revolution. We all know him. He wrote a week ago, a small blog post. I want to read it out. He wrote the robustness of Twitter. He goes, it has been essential for following the controversy over university presidents, the conflict in the Middle East, the unfolding of the open AI saga, which to Jack's point literally happened entirely on Twitter. And then the attempts to demonstrate superconductivity and much more. It is, Twitter is much less than some academics in air quotes or pundits giving you a steady stream of their thoughts and much more quote unquote where the action is. Some of this springs from Elon's rule changes, but a lot of it comes from having a wonderful I know a world full of action, both good and bad. And the fullness happens, like Jack said, on X. And uh, yeah, as a business, sure, revenue is down. As its import, like as the global, what's the terminology? Town Square. For? The Town Square and also the human 
connectivity tissue, the neural network for mankind, it still is. It just, it's not as maybe at, it, it, it's been peak year. Like its peak was the first year of COVID. It was absolute peak. 2020 election year, Trump was still using it. Uh, and uh, COVID popped off, everyone's at home. I don't think I'll ever reach that level again. But we're you talking, know, man. Of course, it will. You think it will? Okay. Hundred okay. <laughs> percent. Okay. Jack's this like not even crypto cycles. That's like <laughs> yeah. that was like that was bear that was like market, Bitcoin bear to hundred bucks. You know what? That was it's the last Lindy. one. It is, the the network effect has been so. It's been Incredible. crazy to watch. Incredible. Like when that thread thing dropped, we brought Turner on uh, to chat. I actually felt like, oh man, this is a serious hit. Nah, son. <laughs> and twenty twenty four. So. Great call. Abalao, why don't we hand yeah. it off to you? Only thing I'd add, and so, yeah, I think a great call by Jack, because the obvious answer is OpenAI. Again, like, I think that was asked last year's answer, probably. Um, and so the only thing I'd say, I completely agree, but specifically with the wording of business, as you mentioned there, I have no idea what's going on in the back end with revenue, profitability. Like, you know, that's the question. And business, obviously, a part of a business of the year is that to a certain extent. Um, or company of the year so yeah maybe as a successful profitable or like potential for revenue growth company maybe that's a different question than company of the year because company year is just significance it's like person of the year for time doesn't always mean they're the positive thing they can also be like just uh, the most know, relevant yeah, most relevant so for that reason i would agree um the only thing i would i would challenge a little bit personally is and, you know, I love Twitter X as much as anyone as well. Maybe not as much as YouTube, but in general, compared to an average person, I'm definitely in the top 1% to 5% of people who, who use it still reading-wise anyway, not necessarily posting. Um, is a lot of the things we talk about with X is like, oh, it's the town square and it's like where all this discussion happened, open AI. I would say that was always, the, that was the case before. And that was the case before Elon Musk too. We saw revolutions happen on Twitter, right? Like literally... The, the stuff in Egypt, like all the different protests and all the stuff that happened, that was happening on Twitter. Political discussion was happening on Twitter. So that's the only thing I would challenge. Like, I don't know, like that that was the case when Twitter was struggling as a public company as well. And so I think the problems they have are only potentially have been exacerbated to a certain extent from the fundamental old school way of running a social media platform. And that's, where the glimmer of hope is where if Elon Musk's plan comes to be, which is everything app, Grok coming in, payments, all those things, I still think it has a massive chance of like being a huge success. But if we're judging it on what we've seen so far, I don't know if that has actually moved that much forward without knowing the details. Trung might have understood a bit more by looking at the numbers that actually the data is up, like usage is up number of seconds spent on the app is up etc but i think it just depends how you want to answer that question so we not we could do a whole episode on that so we'll move on but that that's the only thing i would personally still say open ai even though it's an obvious answer i you could also just say microsoft to be honest the way they played it this year getting things going with open ai that whole saga how they were coming out positively in that but anyway, we'll see how that one goes. Let's move on to the next one. Well, hold on. I, I didn't yeah, go on, go on, go on. Here, but here's the one. Go for it. Uh, Ashley will tell you, which prob honestly, if we're going to talk about is NVIDIA. The supplier. Oh, wait, that's actually a great shout. Sorry. Yeah, that's definitely. Actually, if we're talking I agree about with that. across influence, um, I mean, if AI was oh, a story yeah. of 2023, 
Nvidia is the biggest winner. No, great like shout. Pure Tron. market yeah, that's cap the wise. One. They, uh, I think they added five. I think they're up two hundred percent this year. They're all. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if we have time to check the market cap. I think it's a trillion dollar company. Uh, Nine hundred billion. At this they're point. insane. Yeah. But uh, so their data. No, that's the correct revenues, answer. Actually, you're right. Yeah, I think they went from five billion to fifteen billion. Two hundred forty-five percent. Yeah. What? What's the market mm. cap? It is one point two two trillion. So I mean, first of all, if you if people uh, want the backstory, go listen to uh, the Acquired podcast. They have three episodes on Nvidia, and they interviewed Jensen Huang, uh, the CEO. And the thing about Jensen is this: this guy made this bet ten years ago. His whole thing was he created a software package to integrate with the GPUs, and that, that ten years ago AI was really, I mean, people talk about AI, it's just not been real. Look at that. Para, as Jack likes to say, parabolic. So Jensen Huang, I'm, I'm not going to name him person of the year. Uh, I have somebody else, but he probably is person of the year if we're going to say NVIDIA is the company uh, of the year. Uh, but they're, they're the arms dealer. They're supplying the chips to everyone that wants to play in the G- yeah. in the AI space, they're getting and, that uh, barely AI money. Oh Either yeah, way, it's all trickling to <laughs> yeah. them. No, <laughs> no matter what, that's hitting I'm, their balance sheet. I'm hitting their. I'm paying the Jensen Huang tax. There we go. But, uh, <laughs> that's Jensen, a great shout. What Tron. an absolute legend, man, dude. This Beast. guy's an animal. He, dude, he makes multi-decade bets. And uh, the last thing I'll add is, uh, um, everything I listen to the choir guys. Uh, the last thing I'll add about Jensen is uh, the way he runs his company. It's a very flat structure. He get, he has like 60 direct reports. Every day they send him like three bullet points. And uh, I think he says something which is uh, pretty pretty awesome to hear from a high-performing company. And he's just like, you know, when people come here, they don't ask about, hey, man, like what's my career progression? It's like, no, we're doing a sick and important mission. Like you're going to wake up and you're going to care. And that's, what they, that's what's happening. People waking up and they're caring. Uh, the last question, the, the last point I'll make about them is like how much of this revenue is pulled forward and uh, the, the chip industry, the semiconductor industry, the big thing about them is that they also go through cycles because it takes so long to develop these chips and so capex, expense, uh, capex intensive that you make a big investment, you fill the supply, but then you overdo it and then the demand falls. And you kind of go in cycles. So a lot of people are wondering, did they just pull forward a ton of AI spend? And now are they going to have to fill out this valuation? Uh, not investment advice. I think we actually talked about them earlier this year as in like an investment thing. It's like not investment advice. Um, but yeah, that's the company of the year for me. No, that's, that's a great shout, Trunk. Yeah. And um, all right, great. And I guess that leads us on to person of the year. I don't have any strong opinions on this one. So I'll let you guys go for it. I got one I don't think either of you boys are going to say. Do it. Andrew Tate. Ooh, here we go. What? Hot take. Here we go. Jack trying to hit the YouTube algorithm Yo. here. Here we go. Here we go. Jack, let's uh, zoom out here. Explain yourself. Hear Andrew Tate, person well, of the year. Go for it. I'm talking notoriety or like rise to fame or like meteoric nobody knows who this person is to like, I don't think he's a pretty recognizable. I don't, I think that broke the, the Twitter bubble. No. Well, like whatever you think of him, like normies know about him. 
Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not. This is not me endorsing anybody. I'm just saying, like, yeah, outside of like saying magazine. Elon Musk or whatever. So yeah, obviously, but this is like measured on a pure like impressions going parabolic on a personality. This guy is up there. I I, I like how you. It goes back to what Bilal said about uh, uh the you, however you frame it, right? Like company year, you frame it one way is like as a business, as a stock. Yeah, you're yeah, framing yeah. it specifically on what actually wants something you care a lot about and we talk about attention yeah it's and i think I, th I think it's more indicative of like cycles of attention and like the new mechanisms of fame than we have previously experienced you know like people that can game an algorithm and become world famous in three months for a sustained period of time and have platforms on all of these different, like in my mind, if you look back and like, you know, was Elon Musk the person of the year in 2022 or 2024 or 2025, that says something about what he's building, what like what he was focusing on at that time. But those years are like less, uh, it's less like important than the, the dictation of the right? year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm saying like years, yeah. to a person that embodies like how culture operates or how the internet is affecting culture and information is being disseminated. Like even saying like Taylor Swift to me is uninteresting because it's like, oh yeah, she's she's a, been a list she's celebrity been for before, decades. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 fair. This guy rose out of like whatever you want to call it corner of Twitter to Man. like everywhere. I like love your Jack mom knows, from yeah. left field. Yeah, yeah your mom yeah, knows yeah. this guy's name. And that to me is a very, you know, it's very indicative of how the world operates in 2023. And if you look back and if you didn't know the name in 20 years, it would lead you down a rabbit hole of like, how the fuck, how did this happen? Let me, let me a, piggyback yeah, on Jack's answer here. A couple of things happened in 2023, which felt like, the internet speed, right? We also talk about internet speed here. Here are a couple internet speed stories. Robin Hood going parabolic. That's an internet speed story, right? Wall Street bets, Twitter. Yeah. What happened in 2023 was fair internet speeds. It touched reality. Silicon Valley Bank. People credited its demise to a bunch of VCs telling their portfolio companies to pull the money out because they read one thing. Right? That's an internet speed thing. The global village, boys. Yeah, the global. What happened to open AI? Open AI, that, that all happened on X. Sam Altman's fired, what happens? 700 plus employees start throwing heart emojis up on X. That's real-time collective bargaining on X. That's internet speed. Those two things, I love Jack's answer because it's an amoral, it's, it's not about morality, right? We make it very clear here. Jack's already said that. It's about what of that year and we talk about time people, right? We talk about last week with uh, Taylor Swift. That's we talk about Hitler being a what time is the purpose of this, right? At one point, yeah. How does this individual describe that time period? Great answer, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely out left field. Good shot. One thing I will say, I was looking at the because my sense of years is completely all one big long. Oh, Shane, right now? No, I, I think it might have been more 2022, but also 2023. So I, I don't know. I mean. Do you guys remember really when did these really start popping off? Because I'm looking at trends. I thought it was this year. When was he arrested? Because I'm looking at Google Trends. And then look, I'll just show you what I'm looking at. I'm not trying to correct you. I'm just wanting to make no, sure. No, I want to uh, know. I want to uh, know. Share screen. Let me just He was arrested here. in the summer of this year. 
So, but that but that was after man, a year. My I time think. is so off. That, but that's a bit, but the the peak was like December 2022. But then it's still been going on. So, and I, that's just wow. his name. So that might have been a major story or something like that. I don't know when he was arrested. So I, I mean, we can probably figure this out at some point. But anyway, I still agree with what he's saying because there's been like a a delayed effect. I couldn't of have called that things. the last part of 22, you know? I that, have, exactly, uh, exactly. If, since the last time we've done this, this is uh, still happened. So either way, I think the logic of it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a really fair shout. Right, boys. Trung, what about you, mate? Any person you want to add? So the other, the other, I mean, the other candidates we could throw out is what Time Magazine mentioned, right? They said Sam Altman, obviously CEO of OpenAI. Uh, they mentioned Messi, uh, the move to MLS. They mentioned Taylor Swift. Mm. But you know what? Uh, the real answer is probably Jensen based on NVIDIA, but I want to go with a little curveball for myself. It's not a major one. I'm going to say Christopher Nolan for capturing, we're talking about capturing the spirit, Oppenheimer. Man, uh, forget about the Barbieheimer kind of like meme complex, how they got lucky on that. How lucky did he get? Uh, and luck in the sense of, man, he worked his ass off to make this film, but for that film to drop during the AI mania, you're talking about a piece of content, a piece of a, a meme to define an age. Oppenheimer, creator of the men, I mean, leader of the Manhattan Project, led to the creation of nuclear bomb, which changed the world. Technology is changing the world. The AI connection. So I'm going to say, man, and here's the real reason he's the person of the year for me. He got me into the theater for the first time in seven years <laughs> to watch Oppenheimer. Incredible. You know what film I watched the last time I went to the theaters? Dunkirk. The last two movies I I've seen you were gonna in say theater, Borat or something. No, dude, the last two movies I've seen in theaters were both Christopher Nolan films. I didn't see Tenet in theaters, but um, Respect. that was uh, during COVID. But I'm gonna give it to Nolan for just his I personal like that. Uh, contribution in my life. That's great. I love that one. I, I don't have another one to add. That that one was great. Let's go real quick, boy. Meme of the year. I'll go first because you two are the real meme masters here. But I'm I'm just gonna say the David Beckham, Victoria Beckham template. Not necessarily just one, but like that idea of, you know, everyone seeing the doc probably by this point of him correcting her when she's talking about her dad being, you know, uh, them being working class. And he's David Beckham's like, what car did your dad drive you into school? And it's a Rolls Royce. But that that template is so good. And uh, there's so many, there's been so many good ones this year, but that's the one that stood out to me. What about you guys? We're going to say the same one, Tron. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but you know what? I'm not. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna show Go you guys on. something first. So last last week we talked about destination web pages, right? You know what? One of the most important web pages in the world is know your meme, okay? And guess what? Your boy made yeah. it to the there definition of the Victoria Beckham uh, know Wu. your meme page. Yep. Shout out to our boy John, John Wu, Wu, who's been, been on, on the, the podcast two, twice. Yeah. He's the one Jack sent it to me. Jack, you sent it to me, right? John's meme? Yeah. Yeah. Is he the okay. first one? He's the Incredible. first English language one. So let me tell you what happened. Uh, okay. John did this know your <laughs> meme template. He goes, we're very decentralized. <laughs> David Beckham goes, be honest. And then Victoria Beckham says, I am being honest. And then David Beckham goes, what's your security model? And then she goes, a multi-sig. And he goes, thank you. John created this template uh, uh, that I, Jack sent to me. In our three-way uh, Twitter DM. Notice I don't have a credit on Know Your yeah. Meme here. Yeah. Notice you don't have a credit. <laughs> but you sent it to me. 
I replied to that. I retweeted John's tweet and I go, dude, this is incredible. What a meme. Can you send me the template? <laughs> he posted the template and then I made this meme. I sent it to Chris Back and Alex Cohen. They also made killer memes out of this and this thing popped off. So there's a birth of a meme. History in the making here. And we Why were immortalized. So you see John Wu here, November 29th, and then Trunk Fan. So, well, Bilal, I was going to say the same one, but since you said it, I'm going to go to Jack and I think of another one. But on, I was going to say John Vince, the, the classic, the crying one, yeah? Tearing up Vince McMahon, the perfect sequel to uh, round out the body of memes that contain Vince McMahon, the range of emotions expressed in those memes is incredible the best yeah now he's well yeah we, he's we, the we said star. he's a hall of fame meme guy right he's got exactly. the, the three Unreal. faces in the chair they're smelling the money this yeah. is just and then the he added out. this one yeah. they're walking Incredible. out the, so yeah. uh that's a great one uh this one's a cheating he is shakespearean but uh my answer cheating a bit but i'm gonna say the open air weekend uh, it's not meme of the year but just that one of the that whole idea we talk yeah. about this right we talk about moments like silicon valley bank was one of those moments uh, where people just moving like memeing like crazy. The day that Facebook uh, shut off because of its data center issue, memeing like crazy. Suez Canal, memeing like crazy. The open AI was a straight 96 hours of people losing their minds trying to get that sweet, sweet engagement, <laughs> including myself. And uh, obviously, Jack sees it all the time. Any crypto pump, the memes just get insane. Oh, right? incredible. 100%. All right, let's uh, move it along. Are you guys all right for five, yeah, let's, 10 minutes? Let's, let's, let's Jack, poke on right? a couple more. All right. Song of the got, year. Let's do song of the year. Song, yeah. I'm just widening it out to music because it could be an artist. It could be performance or something like that. Uh, I have a couple here if you want me to go, but I can let go, you guys go. go if you've got one. All right, I'll just do real quick because this is real recency bias, but I'm going to throw in Jack Carlo and Dave. Stop giving me mm. advice. Jack and I have been uh, chatting about that a little bit. It probably isn't the best song of the year, but it's the one that came to mind when I when I uh, read this back earlier. If you haven't heard it, you gotta go check it out. Our boy Dave from the UK, and obviously Jack Harlow's swaggiest guy on the beat as well, does a great job. And then I'll do Action Bronson Tiny Desk Concert. I shared that with you guys recently. NPR has this little thing where they're in a tiny little room, and they basically do a little mini concert. And Action Bronson, the rapper slash food documentary guy um has a it's actually a really beautiful little i think it's 30 40 minutes and people are playing real instruments and he's he's just really unique on that um yeah those are my two for the year what about you guys i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna say uh bad so my son's really been getting into bad bunny and uh <laughs> No one in our house speaks Spanish, by the way, but he loves, I mean, he might hit, my son's Spanish might be better than any of our Spanish. So uh, this sounds old, but I'm just cheating because we've been listening to Bad Bunny and whatever the algo is feeding us. <laughs> well, as soon as we hit it. So uh, Ojitos Lindos is an incredible, I have no idea what it means. <laughs> so I, just goes, love, I love when Je when Trung reads stuff and he has his pronunciations brilliant. Go, say that again, Trung, one more o time. Ojitos Lindos, that's O-J-I-T-O-S space L-I-N-D-O-S. I have no idea what this is. Was it feeling mean? Peloton for you, Jack? Was that the- Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Peloton. Yeah. Don't let kebab. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna, and, and you know, saying bad bunnies like the. It's not. I think he's been top artist for the last three years. No, but, but still the algo has been yeah. feeding it. That's the, great, man. And then also the one, the last one I will add for him is Mia, which is from 2016. 
but that's him and Drake. And Drake's breaking out the Spanish. That song is. That's when you know. And that means mine. So that I do know that word. That, that's it. That's the you have to say Drake is the king of jumping on every music trend subculture. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Trung, yeah, you're on yeah. mute again. You're on mute. Trung, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Our boy Dan Runcy calls it the cosine. The Drake cosine. Oh, or, yeah. No, he calls it the Drake stimulus. Like when we get the J Powell oh, stimulus. Check, the yeah. stimmy yeah. check. check. That's true. I mean, he'll be putting people Distribution on Distribution sure. stimmies. There we go. <laughs> Jack, what about you? I know you're a big music guy. You always got the best, the bangers coming out. I'm what you've been I'm rocking gonna, in the I car this, this year. I think I said this earlier this year. Excuse me, boy. Uh, young lad out of Bournemouth, England. <laughs> The southern coast, the English Riviera, Jay. I think English I sent you a couple of his Riviera tunes. is so funny. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wait, go on. What's the, what's the great song called Bloodline by a guy called Jay? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. An incredible tune. Yeah. You sent really, me that, I think. Yeah. I think he's only he's only been putting out music for a few years, but I think this guy's so going good. places, boys. Oh, yeah, and he's got, he hasn't got that many views and listens on his on his uh, music, and I, I think he's great. Uh, that song crazy in when particular. You, it's yeah, when good. you find these, um, when you find these artists that you look at their, so this this song that I'm talking about has four and a half thousand views on YouTube. People Insane. could be NIA. When Jack, when Jack calls something early, <laughs> NIA he, he listeners know true. what happens when Jack calls something early. So you you go listen to Bloodline, people. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, we'll tune. put a link. We'll put a link in. Yeah, okay. Joe, what's the what chorus? We- what's the what's the uh, hook, Jack? Do you remember? A couple young G's on the come up. There we go. If, yeah. I get my, if I get my bloodline right, then I made it. There we go. There that's, go. That's, that's the come good up message. feeling. Who, who doesn't want that feeling when you're listening to it? That's beautiful. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Um, all right, great. Why don't Let's, we do this while we finish with this? Because yeah. I, oh, this is a new question. And go I know on. we've all done, done a little bit of traveling, not a ton. But why don't we just put this? What was our favorite travel spot for 2023? Oh, nice. And then we can finish it off because I know Jack's got a boogie. Yeah, go for it. Jack, you got doing one? The, I'm doing the UAE, boys, some new part of the world. I oh, visited. yeah. With a $1,000 haircut, caviar to the dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a yeah, wild that was story. That was fun. Uh, everywhere else, I think uh, that was a, the only place I've been this year that I'd never been before, so... Go with the fresh one. Was, Beautiful. Great. I love that. Trunk, what about you, mate? You we Did we see each other in London this year? Was that this year? Yeah, that was right before Athens. Uh, so I, I, I will say Athens. I got to say, man, cliche, but uh, the Acropolis, the Parthenon, Lindy. <laughs> we go. Man, mind Hard blowing. To yeah, so I'll say that. <sighs> History professor walk. fan was going wild Ooh, there. Losing it. Beautiful. I will say, um, yeah, also not a completely brand new idea, but still it's Lindy for that reason. Is uh, In Italy, I went to Malfi Coast and to Lake Garda, but I'll just say Lake Garda because in the US it's not as popular. I think um, Lake Como is really popular here. Lake Garda is, is beautiful as well and Lago very popular Como. in Europe. Exactly, exactly. But that place in particular where we stayed, it was a tiny little pocket Actually, the cheapest hotel we stayed in the whole trip, little bed and breakfast, the 65-year-old woman who owns it made fresh bread for us every morning and uh, beautiful views, private. You can walk down five minutes and be on a private beach. No one else was there 
on the rocks and that was absolutely beautiful so yeah i'll, I'll stick with that one love that nice very looking good. spot i'm just looking at it now oh very man nice. it's it's very Italy very, is hard to top Incredible. it's hard to beat Italy. yeah i think that's the one thing we kind of talked about with the nomad stuff like people moving around and figuring out where they want to stay and there's like portugal is great but like uh, you know that's been the hot spot for a lot of nomad people in europe but there's reasons why we've been going to spain and france and Ooh. italy and greece forever you know it's just like they they're really hard to beat. italy is kind of hard to beat man it's it's absolutely beautiful um I think we can either caught there unless you guys want to do one last thing of things you watched this year, like a movie or a documentary or something. I don't know if you have oh, anything. I mean, I'll do a quick one. We Succession. Easy. Love. Oh, was that the finale me. this year? Yeah. And, and you know what? That was actually my other meme of the uh, year answer was all the Succession oh, memes. Oh, they the were so was Kendall Was Kendall Roy looking all shook up at the end? No context. Oh Succession. Yeah, that's a good exactly. one. Too. Oh, that's yeah. a great so one. I'll answer yeah. that. You guys go I'll do a, I'll do one. I don't even think it came out this year, but I watched it this year. Stutz on Netflix. Did you guys watch this? Jonah Hill oh, and yeah, his yeah, yeah. is. Uh, did you watch it, Jack? Yeah, I watched the first episode of it. He's a visualized value man. That guy was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it, it and I thought it was cool. I tried watching it once when it first came out, and I wasn't in the right mood for it. So that might happen to you guys. Then I watched it again recently, and I, f I found it really useful. And I think the guy is kind of a G. Like, it's basically his therapist. And uh, he they take a lot of the ideas that Jonah's learned from him. And look, a lot of these things are things you'll know intuitively, but still useful. You know, a lot of the most useful things you need a reminder of. And we've talked about this on the pod a lot. You've got to get your mind right. If there's one theme for, uh, for the year going forward is always get your mind right. And Stutz um yeah really really worth checking out i also think it was quite beautifully shot with the black and white and there are a few things where they go where they like have to keep it real and they i don't want to spoil it but there's a, a scene where they like zoom out and be like this is a green screen right now and we're pretending to be in office and i don't feel like right doing this sort of thing so i don't i don't want to spoil it for people but uh definitely check that out if you haven't already uh, Jack, anything else on the last, last something to watch? Oh man, best thing I've watched this year. I don't think they finished. I don't think it came out this year. Top Boy finished it finally. Oh my god, you finally finished it, yeah? <laughs> Incredible. These British oh, was, cats, man. Incredible. Top Boy, you gotta watch it, Trung. If you haven't, I know, I know. It is so good. It is so good. All right, that's a great way to finish off. Um, Happy thanks New for year. being here, everyone. We appreciate all the love and support. I think next week we can do more like looking at year ahead yeah, yeah exactly we this is more to recap we hope you guys had a great you know holiday period spend lots of time with the fam and enjoy the new years and we'll see you guys in 2024 cheers bye-bye mm. peace thank you <laughs>